Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Let's go. Welcome to the Koi Pond and Water Garden Podcast. Bienvenidos. A podcast for the aquatically obsessed. With your host, Mike Gannon, the Pond Hunter. In pursuit of all things aquatic, bringing you koi pond and water garden advice straight from the field. The show starts now. Straight from the field, unless it's too cold out in the field like it is today on this chilly, chilly winter day. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Koi Pond Water Garden Podcast, Episode 65. I'm your host, Mike Gannon. I'm very happy to be here with all of you guys to talk about ponds and fish and all that aquatically obsessed stuff. I'm so happy you're here. I am um, not only your host, I'm also owner of Full Service Aquatics, which is a koi pond, water garden, and water feature company. We're based out of Summit, New Jersey. We design, maintain, install, provide all services for all types of koi ponds and water gardens. And uh, I'm happy to share my experiences from the field with you. Um, I'm actually broadcasting on Leap Year, February 29th, 2020. And uh, as we head into March in just a few short hours from now, uh, I'll be celebrating 25 years. Full Service Aquatics will be celebrating 25 years. So Yahoo, everybody. And um, again, thanks for being here with me. And if you are aquatically obsessed, you probably ponder... (laughs) the same questions that so many pond keepers do. What I have found in now 25 plus years working in the koi pond water garden industry as a pond professional is that there's a pattern of the same questions that come up again and again and again, especially with new pond keepers or new fish keepers. There are common frequently asked questions, FAQs. And in this episode, I'm going to try and answer one of those FAQs. We'll be talking about koi and goldfish, a couple of the most well-known fish on the planet, fish that have served and entertained man for a very long time, especially when taking these fish all the way back to their genetic rootstock as opposed to their current decorative stock bloodline, which is why they have such a history with us. They don't exist in the wild, so domesticated is a pretty accurate description. They don't mind interacting with humans at all. They're highly socialized fish. Um, they're fish you can really get to know, really, really pal around with and share some special life moments. I've taken my fish on several vacations. We have a grand time, except that one, uh, that one night in Cabo and the water park incident, but I don't, I don't want to get into that. The question we're tackling, the frequently asked question that I get and see so often regarding these fish is how long do koi and goldfish live? Great question. As well as these fish are known 
kind of globally throughout the world in imagery where we see them represented in cartoons, you know, always being pursued by a cat, of course, or in Victorian paintings and, of course, Chinese and Japanese renderings or in popular snack packages and in a million other forms. The goldfish and the koi fish are iconic images, which makes us feel close to them like we understand them. We just see them forever and everywhere. But the reality of keeping them quickly brings us to the fact that we don't really know much of them or about them at all. And when that cute little goldfish or that koi comes home with so many hobbyists, one of the questions closest at hand is, man, how long are these things going to live? The question would better be asked prior to bringing home your new fish, but hey, that's how it goes. As with so many things, so many questions, there's so many factors that affect the answer to this question. So I'm going to approach answering this in the most general way. There's a lot I will be considering in my answer. I can't just give you years. And there's a lot I can't take into consideration. I just don't have enough information. For example, I won't be taking into consideration what does the fish live in? when I go to answer this question. Are are we talking about keeping a goldfish in the classic goldfish bowl or pot? Maybe a large aquarium? Aquariums, that's not unusual and could be likened to the goldfish in a bowl. Or is the fish getting really spoiled and a pond is being provided for the fish to live out its life? I think I'm probably pointing out the obvious when I say that a goldfish living in a bowl, a gallon of water, will probably not live as long as the goldfish that has a pond as its residence with hundreds of gallons, maybe thousands of gallons available to it, right? So in general, fish keeping practice, you give fish a larger space and it will most likely live longer. I do want you all to take note though. I've seen goldfish that do just fine in a well-kept bowl. I've seen koi do just fine in large aquariums. It's just that they don't grow, you know, like stunting occurs. Neither of these options would be considered ideal at all. Not saying that. But since small living quarters are a reality, I have to note that the fish can be treated very well with the right keeper. But far from ideal conditions due to the fact that both koi and goldfish can get very large. Therefore, my answer can't be predicated on what the fish is being kept in. There's too many possibilities. I'm also not going to take into consideration what type of water quality is the fish in question being exposed to. Does a fish live somewhere with highly filtered, oxygen-saturated, beautiful water conditions? You know, like my pond. Because if so, that fish is going to do pretty well in the longevity department. Or... Are we leaning more towards a goldfish living with no filtration, no aeration, nothing to create a higher level of water quality or excellent conditions? For example, a koi or goldfish living in a forgotten about abandoned backyard pond with black water and super high nutrient levels. I see that kind of stuff out in the field. How the water is being filtered and processed, if at all, is a factor for longevity. Koi and goldfish can live in some pretty poor water quality, 
but it will affect their longevity. So I can't answer based on water quality either. I'm not going to consider as part of my answer if a good nutrition program is going on. How am I supposed to know? But nutrition is key. Are the fish in question being fed high-end foods designed for koi and goldfish? Are they being fed crap like bread and cheap cat food? Are they not fed at all and left to forage for any bit of nutrient that they can take in? You know, <clears throat> excuse me, a well-nourished fish will be a healthier fish and live a longer life. That would be the conventional belief here. So how a koi or goldfish is being fed also is not a factor for my answer. So you'll have to do the math yourself on that one. That's not my pay grade to factor that one. I will not be considering how many other fish are involved. Stock levels are greatly going to affect how long a koi or goldfish will live. Is their housing crowded and congested? Overstocking in ponds and aquariums is a chronic issue for most fish keepers. We do it out of love. We love our fish, but oftentimes keep them a bit overcrowded. A thousand gallons with three koi will offer longer lifespan than a thousand gallon pond with seven koi. A thousand gallon pond with 20 goldfish will offer a longer lifespan than a thousand gallon pond with 120 goldfish. I don't know how many fish you all are stocking, so how can I possibly answer based on that? So I won't. Speaking of stock levels, I got a story. Just had to take a sip. Um, there's one point in my pond, 27 koi being kept with well over 200 goldfish. I, I couldn't even keep count. All size ranges from babies to 30-inch adult, adult fish. My pond was only about 5,000 gallons. It happened gradually over time because my fish have babies. I loved it. I loved it, and it looked super cool. <clears throat> Everyone who visited my pond loved it. There was always this huge swirling cloud of colors, and they all pretty much stuck together. Red, white, orange, black, brown, yellow, blue, giant school of fish just beneath the surface of the pond, gliding along in the water column. It could be incredibly serene, mesmerizing, and also insane. Feeding time, especially in high season, was bananas. It was nuts. Fish freaking out to get their share of food. <clears throat> A Donnybrook of fish trying to muscle and climb over each other to get that precious, precious nugget of nourishment. It was great. And spawning season, geez, talk about insane. During spawning season, my pond looked like a nightclub in Ibiza on bubble night during spring break. There were some wild times in my pond, believe me, times that I actually would be thankful not having been born a fish. That's too wild for me. I'm very thankful for that to God. I often relate this thankfulness for not being born a fish at Thanksgiving with my family. At least I used to. The looks are starting to make me uncomfortable, though. <clears throat> Overall, it was a very cool experience and time for my pond, having all those fish. But 
it was too much, too much of a good thing. And the day came that I had to call the pond because I wanted better conditions so my fish could live longer. I just had too many fish. I removed all the goldfish and several of the koi. And a new era began in my koi pond, my koi pond. Anyway, if you're asking how long goldfish and koi will live, I can't begin to address who is keeping the fish, (coughs) the actual fish keeper. It matters. Some of us are very involved with our fish. Some of us only have a passing interest. If you dote on your fish, you're likely going to enjoy them for longer than those who are not really interested in their fish. If you offer a high level of care, it seems sensible that your koi and goldfish will enjoy a longer life. I have clients who spend time with their fish daily, if not multiple times daily. And I have clients who were genuinely surprised that they had fish in their pond. But how can I measure that? I cannot, so I will not. But it is a factor. Who's keeping the fish? Given that I can't answer based on the previously mentioned factors, I can answer based on empirical evidence I have personally experienced over the last several decades in fish keeping and pretty much on a daily basis just doing my work and based on the experiences of others who are a lot smarter than me There are some interesting claims made when it comes to the longevity of koi and goldfish. There are some questionable claims, in my opinion, but let's talk about goldfish. The classic, perhaps most iconic fish in the pond world. (coughs) Sorry about my cough, folks. Carassius aratus, the classic goldfish. I remember keeping goldfish as a kid. I did the goldfish bowl routine as a kid. I kept several different goldfish at various times. Knowing what I know now, those first goldfish of mine did not live very long. I remember the local pet shop guy. He was a chain-smoking, kind of annoyed guy, as I remember. I was just a kid. He would tell us that goldfish just didn't live that long, maybe three to six months. At the time, that made sense to me. What did I know? He was the expert. If losing a fish every three to six months is the expectation, then I was more or less a successful fish keeper right out of the gate. But I know better now. As a teen and young man, I also did the aquarium routine. In the aquarium, my goldfish, and yes, koi, did very well. My goldfish were vigorous, strong, healthy. They loved to eat. They were engaging oftentimes summoning me to the tank, I kid you not, begging for attention. It was the most incredible thing. These fish did a lot better than the fish of my childhood, the goldfish bowl days. Those fish lived for years, many years, and who knows? If not for moving, marriage, moving, kids, moving, life, I might still have them. Who knows? But eventually I graduated into the pond routine for my fish keeping. Between my personal pond keeping and working in the industry as well, I'm not all shocked when I hear about goldfish living well past 20 years because I've witnessed it. Goldfish have proven themselves to be very long-lived fish, pretty vigorous fish too. I've seen 20-year-old goldfish that don't look or act a day over 10 years. 
they're generally still a very good-looking fish, even with advanced years. But even fish do get old, and there's lots of goldfish that do look their age every day of it. Um, when given the conditions that they can thrive in, I have no problem with the claim or the fact that goldfish can live for 25-plus years. Who knows how long, but certainly 25-plus years. I'm very confident that pond and fish professionals would also agree with me on that as well. If you're keeping goldfish and you do it well and you stick with it, then you should have a very reasonable expectation that you'll have these watery companions for 20 plus years. Who knows? Maybe even 30 years. Who knows? Koi, on the other hand, well, that's a whole different animal. Koi are said to have supernatural powers, which allows them to shapeshift from the form of a dragon and live for centuries. And I believe it. So there you go. Koi turn into dragons and they live for centuries. Good night, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. You got your answer. I'm Mike Gannon, your host, owner of Full Service Aquatics. Um, I actually would love to believe that. <laughs> I believe lots of pretty out there stuff, believe me, uh, but I'm not biting on this luring lore. Full disclosure, I, I have rabbit holed on this topic numerous times because I want to believe it. I love telling the story and probably always will tell the story because it sounds so good and I want to believe it, but I can't. Okay. So what story? The story of Hanako. I'm giving you the highly abbreviated story of Hanako because it could be its own podcast. Hanako is a koi a very famous koi, described as a scarlet red chagoy. Hanako was said to have been 226 years old when she died. 226 years old. With such an age, obviously, Hanako must have been passed down to several caretakers. From what I have been told, Hanako lived at a monastery in a pond that collected the purest mountain water from the purest melting snow from the purest mountains into her pond. <clears throat> she was a great fish, very socialized from what they described. After 226 years of humans taking care of you, that would make sense. Hanako died in 1977. Imagine the being, being the person that taking care of Hanako when she died, that would be, that'd be pretty heavy. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be that person. Now, I know this story is widely loved. I loved it. I know my view isn't popular. But here's where the Hanako story goes sideways for me. From what I've also been told, because as a professional, you know, if somebody says to me, hey, you know, thank this is a great-looking fish, Mike, how long is it going to live? And I'm like, oh, 200 years you know, come on, uh, might be a little irresponsible of me. So the story goes sideways for me. From what I've also been told from very reliable, smart, and educated koi experts, and by way of lots of personal research, koi are said to have began in Japan in the early 1800s, 1820-ish, in the Niigata Prefecture of Japan. That's when the earliest koi are said to have begun. Remember, koi are man-made fish. They don't exist in the wild, never have. 
the earliest experimenting with selective breeding was in 1820 or so. The concept of breeding Amercarp, the base stock for today's koi for colors, was not a thing prior to 1820-ish. So that's when koi began. They did not exist prior to that, in other words. The first koi were not exhibited in the outside world of Nagata, early 20th century, 1914. 1914, koi were groundbreaking creations. Koi were never before seen outside of Nagata. It was official by then that they were koi. Koi were presented to the emperor of Japan at this time during the Taisho exhibition of 1914. This exhibition was akin to the World's Fair. It was a showcase for the highest levels of technology, art, and things to stimulate the human mind. And koi fit that bill. These mind-blowing, large, colorful carp were given an immediate home with the emperor with demand for more. And the demand kind of has not stopped since then and has spread over the world. Pretty cool stuff. I mean, it was very much a display of selective breeding and genetic manipulation technology. In 1914, koi were introduced to the world at large, first bred in the early 1800s. It took about 100 years to create a strain of koi fixed enough to present to the world. Let's go to 1977, when Hanako, the 226-year-old koi, died, making her birth date 1750, give or take. 1750. And if she was a koi at that time, not just any koi, but already a set variety of a scarlet chagoy, it was fixed. The, 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 uh, the variety was, was a fixed variety. The selective breeding of koi must have begun well before her birth date of 1750. And by the way, who in 1750 was keeping birth records of fish? Didn't they have greater things to worry about? In 1750, the United States wasn't even a thing. I'm pretty sure in 1750, the world was still covered with dinosaurs and volcanoes. So to me, the idea of koi being bred seems to not add up. Just do the math, as they say. Okay, so I'm going to leave it there. Enough Anako. I know many people love that story, insist it's true, and I'm ruining it. But my listeners will be better informed to the best of my ability. And if I'm spinning a story, I'll let you know, just like the story of Hanako. Hanako, I love you. I love you, but I have my doubts. So anyway, how long do koi and goldfish live? I personally have a bunch of koi that are not very far from me at this very moment, not more than 50 feet away from me that are in their 20s and doing great. I deal regularly with koi that are in their 30s, and I have moved a koi collection that had a couple of specimens that were over 35 years old, and I'm aware of koi confirmed to be 40-plus years old. I'm aware of them not saying I deal with them. I have no problem stating that koi can easily live 60 plus years. 
about the same lifespan as a parrot, a turtle, many other creatures. In that respect, 60 years is not super impressive, like 226 years would be, but pretty respectable. While researching into other koi that are very old, there comes up nothing for me. I was like, I spent a lot, I rabbit holed on this too. I would have expected there'd be lots and lots of koi over 100 years old, if Hanako was true, or maybe 80 years, 70 years. I find nothing of the sort. So my final answer is 60. Koi can live around 60 years when well taken care of and loved. As discussed, there's a lot of factors that affect the answer to how old your koi and goldfish will live to be. These factors will need to be figured out by you. You got my answer. Goldfish can give a good 20 years or more. Koi can give a good 60 years or more. These are reasonable expectations that you can, you can put a stamp on, people. Hey, thanks for joining me and spending some time. This is a Koi Pond Water Garden podcast. I'm your host, Mike Gannon. I appreciate the honor of being here with you to talk about all things aquatic. I'm a Koi Pond Water Garden and Water Feature professional for 25 plus years now. My company is Full Service Aquatics. We're based out of Summit, New Jersey, but we take on projects just about anywhere. If you have a project you're considering, you need some advice or just want to say, hey, don't be shy about giving me a call. I'd love to hear from you. 908-277-6000. We can talk about anything you want. Just keep it in the pursuit of all things aquatic. And as always, let me encourage you to get to know your local pond professional. I'm guessing if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have a water feature, koi pond, water garden, some type in your life. Getting to know your local pond pro can really make your life a lot easier. Most of the pond pros I know are very happy to share their experience and knowledge with other pond keepers. Reach out to them. Get them on speed dial. If you can't find one, I'll connect you. Give me a try. Support your local pond professional. You can find more of the koi pond water garden podcast. On YouTube, check out my YouTube channel, The Pond Hunter, Facebook, The Pond Hunter, Twitter, The Pond Hunter, and you can find more of the podcast on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio. My website is fullserviceaquatics.com. I got a great blog on there, all sorts of cool stuff if you're aquatically obsessed. And loveyourpond.com takes you to my website. I look forward to hearing from you guys. Be good to each other. Share your pond keeping passion with those around you. We need more pond keepers in the world, as strange as that may sound. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please share it. Let others know about it. I need your help to keep content like this coming out. Keep it pondy, everybody. And I will see you next time on the Koi Pond Water Garden Podcast. Thanks so much. You have been listening to the Pond Hunter Radio Broadcast on Blog Talk Radio with your host, Mike Gannon, the Pond Hunter. In the pursuit of all things aquatic, broadcasting Wednesday nights on Blog Talk Radio. The Pond Hunter, keeping it pondy for the aquatically obsessed. That's right, keeping it pondy. Thanks for being here, folks, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. 
In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.